0: Welcome to Our Jewish Roots, with insightful Bible teaching by Dr. Jeffrey Seif. On today's program, take time to celebrate our Savior, the light of the world, and take a peek at what's coming your way in 2022. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: I am David Hart. I'm Kirsten Hart. I am Jeffrey Seif. There's an old saying, put on your yarmulke. <laughs> it's time for Hanukkah. Well, it was time. I love that song, actually. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it came early this year, it didn't came, it? It yes. came, Depends on what calendar and when and.
1: Beautiful holiday season. Guess who celebrated it?
2: Our Messiah.
1: Did. Jesus did, yes.
2: See, I grew up, this is interesting, I think. You probably did, too. In the church, we thought Hanukkah is for the Jewish people, Christmas is for the Christians. But our Savior celebrated it. It's for everyone, isn't it? He
1: surely did. Now, Christmas, and I'm for remembering Jesus' entrance onto the stage of the human drama, but it wasn't a holiday till four or 500 years after Jesus. Uh, The early church wasn't as interested in baby Jesus. They were interested in the resurrected Jesus with new life, and it didn't become a holiday till centuries removed. Many of us watching
0: today have had struggles with family, with sickness, whatever it may have been. The word for me today is hope at this desk. There's hope for us.
1: Yes, indeed. Hope was born and hope is alive today. Yes.
2: And we have that because so many that we've studied this past year and will study coming up walk through so many journeys that give us hope. We learn from their stories and we learn all about Paul in the series in the footsteps of the rabbi from Tarsus. Let's look at some excerpts of that program in that series now.
1: He could be described as something of an angry man, (laughs) to put it mildly, actually. uh, Luke tells us that he was breathing threats, and not just idle threats, murder on top. Didn't wanna just hurt him, he wanted to destroy him. Who's the he and who's the them? The he is a fellow named Shaul, a member of the Parushim. Parushim comes from parosh in Hebrew, a verb meaning to be separate. It was a party, 6,000 or so individuals in Jesus' day one of whom was this fellow named Shaul, or Paul, and and there was this movement that was getting up and going in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem, and he was not a happy camper. Not everybody loved him, but they came to respect that this is a man that said what he thought, and these apparently weren't just his thoughts, but rather, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he went forth and changed the world, and off into the world we go as we walk in the footsteps of this rabbi from Tarsus. In his own world, Paul had a vision. Oh, yes, like others, he was indelibly marked, impressed by his experience with Jesus. But his experience was different than the earlier disciples, for Paul himself never drank any water turned to wine, never ate any fish on any mountainside that had been multiplied miraculously. He never heard a single parable roll off of Jesus' lips. Paul had no firsthand experience, and he was bent initially on destroying those who did. It seems that those who were first called Christians in Antioch, that they were instructed to be of assistance to the Jewish folk in Jerusalem. It's a great story, isn't it? Well, Paul and Barnabas go down there with aid that was uh, gathered together in Antioch, and they make their way to Jerusalem. They deliver that package, and then they make their way back to Antioch, and it's from there then that God's going to bless them and send them to points. As we follow on Paul, we see how he makes his way out into the Greco-Roman world. Enthusiasm comes from the Greek entheos, and it means in God, and you can bet that the rabbi from Tarsus was bristling with enthusiasm, and he'd need it too. He'd call upon that in God, that sense of inspiration. Inspiritus means to breathe the spirit in. He needed it, too, because trials awaited him. As this man traveled over land, as he went by sea, as he endured shipwreck, as the hazards of the journey impinged upon him many ways, many days, but onward he went braving all the difficulties associated with the journey. And why is that? Because the rabbi from Tarsus was a man with a mission.
2: Wonderful teaching as always, Dr. Seif. But there is one scene in this this whole series where you had to stand in the ocean. I'm, I'm not going to feel too bad for
1: Mediterranean. That. No. Well, the, actually, the Aegean, which oh, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, it extends right. out. Oh, I was glad to be there, to tell you the truth. Thank you, Jesus, for that water. It was like 116, 117 degrees. I remember shooting in Corinth. Oh, my goodness, and our producer tortured me to death. It's not only <laughs> hot, but you have to balance the light so there's a reflector on my face. It's always oh, it a mess, but I love doing it. You thank made you. it through. Thank you, thank you. Yes. yes,
2: and our viewers, Brought you there for this incredible teaching. Yes. So thankful. Now
1: there, I'm thankful that people uh, took me out beyond Israel. Now I got to ask you for your help in helping me and us get back there. You know, it's been COVID and it's harder to travel, but. Oh, goodness, there's stories to tell. Please, into the new year, we're all about getting to the old land and telling these old stories with a brand new uh, set of dramas and the like, and thank you for helping us. We just so love you for it. We have a series that's just waiting for us to get back to
0: Israel, to the Sea of Galilee, all about Peter. We're supposed to be singing on a Jesus boat, and we're kind of grieving that we can't get there right now, but hopefully soon
1: soon.
2: We yes. will be back, we will be back, and also something brand new you've never taught on Jeremiah before. That's that's something that's coming up in this new year, right?
1: Yeah, I love it, Jeremiah, fascinating stuff about the new covenant, fascinating insights. I've never done a series on Jeremiah here, but as a professor, I've been into his world on more than one occasion. I'm really happy to bring it to you. Let's take you right now to a little excerpt
0: of Jeremiah.
3: הוא ידעה אני לפני קולם, אפילו לבני היוולדי. מדוע? מדוע הוא בחר בי? הייתי רק ילד. מי בכלל אני שיהיה קול למחשבותיו? שנינו היינו צעירים. ומי אני בכלל שבחרת אני לכתוב את נבואותיך? חזונות שוב ושוב החזונות אני עדיין זוכר את חזון הסיר הנפוח נמרות כל השנים שעברו הסיר הנפוח שנשפח על יהודה זאת הייתה הפעם הראשונה שהבנתי שאדוני עומד לשפוך את חמתו ומשפתו על יהודה. הם מקטירוק תורת לאלים אחרים. הם שתחבו לאלילים מעשה ידיהם. בידם עבור יהודה יש תחפוחות לאללים אחרים מ afflicted. השavenport לאדוני. משפטו כה רבויה עד אז השמיא כל מטוקה בשופار כה חיים.
1: You might recall the story in Yermiyahu. The name itself speaks of God's appointing. He gives voice to the fact that he was young of age and actually rather resistant to it. Lord, woe is me. Why me? I'm too young for this. He wasn't altogether pleased because he was speaking at a really tough time. The nation was at a really tough place. Jeremiah says, you know, I'm a youth. I'm too young for this, and there's some pushback here. It comes in response to a charge uh, noted in the Hebrew. I'll read it in uh, chapter 1, verse 5. The Lord says, I've appointed you, or I've given you to this particular task. That is, to be a prophet, a voice to the nations. And he says, I have appointed you. Many would be thrilled by that, you know. If you've ever been to an ordination service for people going into the ministry, it tends to be a rather exciting time for those that are beckoned to give voice to the good news. The problem here, while there is good news, the good news is over the horizon. What's at the forefront indeed is bad news, and he saw it. He knew the dogs of war were going to be unleashed, under the people of Judah."
0: That was an excerpt from Jeremiah, and he has the title of the weeping prophet. Can you expound on that just a little bit for these folks? Yeah, and on for the us.
1: quick, it was a tough moment, you know. He had to call out uh, the king, uh, the merchant class, the priestly class, all of it. You know, they were doing it all wrong. And it's kinda like today, you know, in the sense the wind was blowing in the wrong direction, and he was trying to turn it all back, but he knew it wasn't gonna be a good outcome. Mm
2: -hmm. I've always said that prophecy in the church right now, in, in 2021 and 2022, is different from the Old Testament prophecy. Yeah,
1: we think of a prophet coming and giving a word about the church or about someone's personal life, and I don't want to discredit any of that, but these Mm -hmm. prophets spoke to kings and elites, and it affected the course of nations. They're trying to turn them back to the Lord. If the king turns, then maybe the ship will turn. Mm -hmm. We have
0: more excerpts coming your way of series coming up. Let's show you those right now.
3: was a slaughter field. Never before had King Saul ever witnessed such carnage. The Philistines had killed his three sons, and now, in the last moments of this hopeless battle, the wounded king pleaded for his own death. Loyal to the end and gripped with fear, his armor-bearer refused the king's plea. And so it was that Saul would use his sword one last time.
1: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) The expression, to fall upon one's sword, uh, speaks of someone taking their own life. And we're at a place in David's life where he's learned that his nemesis has fallen upon his own sword. It's a fascinating story, it seems to me, where people can be, uh, uh, they can be Jewish but not in touch with the God of the Jewish people or the covenant literature uh, of the Jewish people. And actually, tragically, uh, in looking at uh, uh, the book of what we call Second Kings here, uh, it's been such a, a, a bad ride uh, in Judah, I mentioned that, is ever since the Civil War, um, there are uh, 28 kings here, only eight of them are pious. You know, behind me now, there's, there's piety at play, uh, individuals who reflect a kind of commitment to the, the, the terms of the covenant, but it had long since been forgotten. Happily, someone rediscovered it, a king. And I think, by the way, that we do better when we have leaders in power that, um, that happen to have something of a love for the Hebrew literature.
0: The Word of God has given us examples of faith that have shaped virtually every aspect of the believer's life today. Where would we be without the examples of Noah, Abraham, and Isaac, David, and ultimately that of Yeshua, Jesus. Faith is woven into the fabric of America as well. From the Pilgrims to John Adams, to Patrick Henry and George Washington, God's providential hand remained highly esteemed and honored above all. Faith unshakable, faith unstoppable, faith of our fathers.
3: Good day, sir. Thank you for coming.
0: Good day, Betsy. It's my pleasure. It seems you've been given a godly
3: task. Must be, sir. I feel so unworthy. I'm good
2: with needle and thread and I cut well with scissors, but this is also new to me.
0: I believe Mr. Payne has said it well. These are the times that try men's souls. It's new to all of us, giving birth to a new nation. It's not just you. We're all feeling dependent on God's providential hand as we... The third most significant source was John Locke's Two Treatises of Government. In less than 400 pages, he cites the Bible, references over 1,500 times. But quoted four times more often than any of these works, 12 times more often than this, was the Bible. The Bible was the single most cited source in the American founding. 32% of all quotes came out of the Bible. That is the foundation for America. Perfect. There is so much more we want to bring you in 2022, which is coming very soon. We thank you for your support to help us bring Dramatic Reenactments to send all of us to Israel. We love going.
2: We do, and if you have watched our program for a little while or for years, you know that one of the things that sets us apart are the Dramatic Reenactments. The sets are gorgeous. There's costuming. There's a lot involved. There's a lot of cost, but we want to do it first class, yeah. and you bring first class teaching. Well,
1: when we did the series Prince of Peace, we built a little village there on the Sea of Galilee, you know, and, and it doesn't come cheap. In fact, we, we talk about the Prince of Peace. I'd like for a moment to speak about the price of peace. And I can think of right off the bat certainly the soldiers that go into harm's way in order to uh, preserve our way of life. I think of the police as well, but principally I think of Jesus Uh, When I think of the price that he paid in order that we can have the life that we have, I really feel thankful this time of the year. Similarly, when I think of the price, I think of the price that you pay to help us to say what we say. Of course, as Kirsten just noted and David, it's not just word, it's music, it's vision, it's Israel. Thank you for helping us to do it. And I want you to know that as you sow seed in helping us to tell this story, uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. I think the Lord is on his throne, so pleased to see people sacrificing, giving. And as much as Jesus shared his blood for the world, when you share your lifeblood to tell the story in the world through your donations. I know I'm happy. I believe the Lord is too.
2: It's the wonderful holiday season where we do give gifts to those we love. And if you felt a nudge to start supporting this program, go to levitt.com, our ministry website. There are creative ways that you can keep this program on the air. We're so thankful for you, and we'll be right back.
0: Join us right now for additional content that is only available on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Visit our website levitt.com for the current and past programs, the television schedule, tour information, and our free monthly newsletter, which is full of insightful articles and news commentary. View it online, or we can ship it directly to your mailbox every month. Also on our website is the online store, There, you can order this week's resource, or you can always give us a call at 1-800-WONDERS. Your donations to Our Jewish Roots help us to support these organizations as they bless Israel. Please remember, we depend on tax-deductible donations from viewers like you.
2: Our ministry started producing television programs in 1979. Where were you in 1979? Actually, let
0: me think, I think I was in college. You were a little younger. <laughs> I was. You've actually been in uh, TV production for a long time. Since the 80s. Things have changed quite a bit since 1979. Well, we didn't
2: even know there was something that would be coming called the internet and right. much less social media. But our world has expanded and changed, and this ministry has expanded and changed. We have quite an online uh, presence, we don't do. we? Yes. So many programs, other programs. We have one called Cabin Chat. There's so much that we offer you online in our social media presence. Find us. We'll see you there. But until we see you there, here are some excerpts of what we're doing online.
3: We're brothers, no wait, that's not hyperbole. We're actually brothers, as in 23andMe validates that we got the same mom and dad
1: brothers. We decided to have a family Passover special because As everybody knows, our families are stuck together in one place, as they should be in the home. You've been teaching your kids, you know, how to do math and English. Now we're going to teach them about the Bible. Hey guys, it's only been a week since we talked to you last time, and things have gotten crazier in that week.
0: What is the second coming of Jesus Christ. We talked about the rapture of the church. Then we talked about the seven year period of tribulation that follows. Now we'll talk about the second coming of Jesus Christ back to this earth. What is the second coming? We need to differentiate between the rapture and the second coming.
1: Why is the city of Jerusalem important? The city of Jerusalem is a paramount metropolis in the land of Israel where the greatest events in history have occurred and the monumental events in Bible prophecy have yet to occur. The city of Jerusalem is located on a plateau in the Judean mountains between the Dead Sea and the Mediterranean. It is surrounded by valleys and dry riverbeds with the valleys of Tyropion, Henom, and Kidron. Being the three main valleys of the city.
0: Hi, everybody. David and Kirsten Hart here. We're so glad you've joined us today. We, if you've joined us before, we've had a lot of interesting guests, but we've had we have the most important guest with us today, right here.
2: Our boss, Kenneth
0: Berg. Hi, Ken. Oh, your
1: boss. I don't know. You're just. One of the many people that the Lord's brought into this wonderful mosaic, you know, and we've carried on now for 42 going on 43 years with the television program Our Jewish Roots. But, um, you know, it's really a God thing to see how everybody's worked together so beautifully, it goes way beyond me.
2: Well, but it started with you, right? Wasn't well, me and Zola,
1: there's this guy, Zola Levitt, (laughs) right? Uh, let me share a little bit about background to how it all started. I used to listen to a radio program daily hosted by Zola Levitt called Heart of the Matter.
2: <laughs> In this beautiful season of light and also of giving, we just want you to know that we are appreciative for everything that you do for this ministry. You support Israel by supporting our program. Just want to say... My mom and dad, uh, for the first time a few months ago, I got to see their will. And you're right there with me with all (laughs) of this planning for them. And they left part of their estate to this ministry. I'm not telling you you have to do that, but there are creative ways that you can give and make a difference in this world.
1: My mom and dad didn't leave a dime to this ministry. I was was raised Jewish. They didn't understand the Jesus story. Mm -hmm. I wonder if today, if they could look at the Jesus story with the Jewish lens, if it would make a difference. I believe it would. And I believe that it's you that helps us make a difference. Now, you might be thinking, boy, these people are talking about money a whole lot. Well, look, it's the end of the year. Uh, when you watch our programs, we rarely do it, to tell you the truth. But, but we do it at the end of the year. People are a little more disposed to, to do gift giving uh, in the name of the Lord and what have you. So we're kind of riding that wave a little bit. But we really do need your help. This isn't a me thing. It's not even a we thing, it's all of us, please. I'm so appreciative that your family is gonna leave some money, but I hope they live a long time. Uh, We need money in the bank (laughs) to pay the bills in 2022. So I gotta ask you, please get behind us and help. Surely we would appreciate it, and God will bless you for so doing.
0: Our prayer for you today for 2022, we pray it at this desk that you will have a 2022 filled with hope, Love, joy, what else?
2: Oh, peace. Peace, Peace yes. is good. And, and to know that we, as a ministry, and the three of us, we have more stories to tell. We do. It's we coming We surely up do, there's year. a lot of pages, and every <laughs> one of them's worth something. Yes. There is.
0: We leave you with a song now from our founder, but before we do that, Speaking of peace, Sha'alu
1: Shalom Yerushalayim.
2: Pray for the peace of Jerusalem.